This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hey party people and welcome to an episode of Off the Rack, the comic book review show where we take books in the past week and recap and review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then recommend comics that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. Uh, do we have any uh, other business to get through before we start about talking about comics that came out the past week like just our opinions about things yeah like movies things. shows oh we watched uh, promotion sec- we watched the second episode of ms marvel we did indeed and uh, i don't know if you saw the the uh the latest uh, uh scuttlebutt or hullabaloo i live or under hubbub, a rock but uh it's the lowest watched disney plus marvel show ever okay and i'm like yeah she's the least popular in terms of total books sold and the amount of you know character the amount of t- time that characters existed yeah i get it. they're look they're trying to they're trying something new which i for you know it's funny people applaud something new <laughs> yeah when it is very successful yes or is like something they could be contrarian about oh sure um but they don't always applaud something new people mm-hmm. don't always applaud new things but no. they are trying something different they're trying to appeal to an audience that really responds to well i was gonna say like disney when people a lot of people think of disney or had been up to a certain point it was for kids you know what i mean think for kids disney Disney is a kid's brand whether we want to accept that or not right but we've come a long way in terms of like them meeting us part way and creating like lots of content for adults and children alike but like to kind of target in on like a younger audience yeah i think the show is fun um i uh, admittedly don't know too too much about the tone of the book itself Mm -hmm. so i can't say for sure if it's close to the character people who are who've read that book are like wow this really represents the character i know i can say Um, i think i think i can speak to that a little bit and i can say yes it does i think it i think it captures the spirit Mm -hmm. And the tone of the book, and certainly the spirit of Kamala. Mm-hmm. So, um, but like I, I, I think the show has a fun spirit to it. Yeah. Um, but it may not be what everyone's looking for right now. No, no. And I, I think for some people too, not everybody, but like I'm sure they're looking at this being like, this doesn't feel like it's must watch because some people have that in their brains. Like, what's going to lead to what the next matters? Thing? What matters? What, you know, instead of just there for the story, they, they listen, there's just all different types of ways to take in content. And like, if that's the way you take in content, then that's probably not going to be for you because nothing has shown or been shown in that series yet to be like, that's probably going to be a key thing to the future of the MCU. Yeah. And other people are probably like, meh, to Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. To the end of Moon Knight. And yeah. so they're just kind of like, meh. Maybe or I'll they're wait. too busy. Like Ms. Marvel came out in an unfortunate time. You got Obi-Wan. So you have people who it's like, I only have so much time in the world. I'm going to watch Obi-Wan. Yeah. Additionally, Stranger Things had just come out. Now, Stranger Things was a bingeable show. Yep. But you still had to binge like six to seven episodes. True. So people just, you know, it, it just wasn't, it was up against two larger things, I yes. think. And even if like those worlds don't always collide, I've heard people who are like, I would never imagine in a million years say like, I'm watching Obi-Wan right now. Yeah, that's true. And I'm true. like, that's so interesting. Like, and I think part of it is, it's you and McGregor. Yep. You know, it's a name they know from other properties. Totally. They want to feel like maybe some cultural relevance, mm-hmm. or pop cultural re- relevance. Yeah. Um, so I think it was just a bad sandwich of events but hey you know what i'm enjoying the show anyway and yeah they should have waited yeah i think they should have waited a little bit and, and given her some some breathing room yep. um but it looks like you know all of the actors are having a really nice time with it and no matter what happens like they made this and yeah. people might discover it down the line and good for them i hope so and i, and I think that uh, it'll become essential and or, or or must watch because 
it's going to be incorporated into the Marvels, the upcoming sequel to Captain Marvel, which will incorporate Monica and Kamala and mm. Carol into one big movie, which is such a smarter idea than doing like a sequel to Captain Marvel. Right. So then that might end up being something they'll be like, oh, now I got to go watch this. Like, yeah. Some, for some people who well, want to go see that. Or they'll just they'll they'll, they'll be so in, enthralled by the actor who plays uh, Kamala that what they'll do is they'll end up um, just being like, wow, I really liked her. And she only had, you know, she had to split the scenes like a third of the movie is about mm -hmm. her. Uh but then you get a whole show dedicated to that character that you can go back and enjoy. Exactly. If you didn't get a chance to right, watch Right, right. So yeah, uh, I think well, the, the time will tell on that show. And I have one other thing. This really has nothing to do with comics whatsoever, but occasionally this company does produce things that are comic related. But like, I don't know if any of you have purchased or um, really like the company Mondo. Um, I really, really like them as a company. Um, and we'll see how it goes from here on out because they've been recently purchased or acquired by Funko. Oh, God. Um, which I don't know how I feel about that. Um, yeah. because I know people are very passionate about Funkos. I'm not really passionate about Funkos, but like they, Funko really, they have the licenses, which I'm like, that's kind of cool. Yes. That's cool. Cause that opens a big doorway, but there's a definitely a difference in my opinion, my humble set of opinions, uh, between the quality of a Funko pop and the typical quality that Mondo produces. Now I will say some of their figures are, meh. yeah, the Mondo figures are, the Mondo okay. figures aren't great. They're fine, but their art prints very high quality archival print beautifully produced beautifully printed yep there's a, um, there's a there's a standard yeah and like you know low runs i don't know i'm, I'm just like the more i think about this the more i'm like mm, it's the exact know. opposite of funko where it's like limited runs high yeah. quality funko's like maximum volume mm -hmm. low quality so yeah interesting so, to see. so I'm, I'm a little worried about that we're gonna see where it goes from there um but basically i think they've kind of I don't know if they're still working with Alma Draft House at all, or they just kind of moved away from that. But they're like, they told their like small story about how it's like, oh, we started here, blah, blah, blah. Now we're this. And I'm like, it had to be Funko, though, huh? Of course, right? Could have been anything else. Yeah. We'll Although see. Funko has deep pockets, so I get why they would make that. Choice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, we'll just see how new quality or new products come out and if it's the same quality that we've all come to love and, and respect. Because we've true. got, we have a, a few. I wouldn't say many. We have a few. Um, prints by Mondo. Yeah. And, um, yeah, very there's, select. There's but... definitely a difference between the quality you get there and in other places. That's true. Uh, Brian Rollins, by the way, it was our show sponsored by viewers like you. If you want to help sponsor today's show, you can use Super Task, ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. Like Brian, really liking that there are two Captain America titles running. Hope you both had a good weekend, Father's Day and Juneteenth. Well, thank you very much. Thank Hopefully you. you did as well. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm glad of it too. I'm not reading them uh, as regularly. I just. Captain America's not my favorite character, so I don't really get into it too often. But uh, and especially when it's like, oh, well, there's two books, so it's like, oh, twice the cost. But uh, but that also gives people an opportunity to like favor one or the other or get more for their, uh, you know, if, if they love Captain America, they get two really fun characters uh, for, you know, for the double the price. Uh, Ray Farr says, thanks again for Chaco's recipe and all of the course. great content. Also, is there any way to watch old Twitch streams? I want to watch Tiffany hate Avengers. She did. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was like, well, I only read the end of that initially and I was like, I don't hate Avengers. I was like, oh, the game? Oh, yeah, the game, no, I yes. I and uh, by the way, you should um, uh, uh, follow on twitch.tv slash comic pop to see what Tiffany's doing. Uh, not right now, obviously, but certainly. I'm not doing anything right now. Uh, she's doing something right now. But there's uh, something in my eye, and it's literally driving me crazy. It's like there's like a cat hair or something on my eyelashes, mm. and it's just gently 
yeah. doing that to my eyeball. Yeah, no, I assumed. It but is. I wanted to address it before it like looked it's, like I was just deliberately ignoring it. That's you. okay. You can deliberately ignore that. I'm not like it's not like I'm being attacked by a clown off of like on the side here. Mm. I need you to help me then. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, um, that's not gonna happen. I'm sorry. But is there a way for you to see them? We have it we have them. Yeah, we have them. We have them. And uh and we did try to create like a comic we had when we when we launched the multi-channel initiative which was just the this channel and comic pop uh youtube.com slash comic pop and youtube.com slash comic pop returns uh, i was like okay well if this works then we will start like youtube.com slash comic pop plays and youtube.com slash comic pop shorts which we had for a little while then realized shorts uh, was never going to work as its own channel so we incorporated them into the main channel um, because we only released one show a week so it was like okay to incorporate shorts into that but uh yeah youtube was like no like YouTube was like put the kibosh on music playthroughs. It, it was a whole nightmare. Like we're just just trying to upload the Batman streams was a unmitigated disaster. Mm-hmm. Like the first stream, it took like two hours to upload. At the end of the upload, boom, copyright strike. Copyright strike. Like yeah. immediately, we didn't even make it go live, and it was still kiboshed. It's just outrageous. So, uh, I feel like that's gonna be the the norm so well, well, it's I'll hard to do look that up how people get around that because Me plenty too. of people have videos on. right like who the hell wouldn't stream on youtube obviously like we'd have a bigger audience if we did i mean like it's anyway uh what says long time listener first time caller <sighs> you guys reading suicide squad blaze it was the last time spider-man was really good love the show it's a lot man i am you are I, when you said when was the last time i was gonna be like right when was the last time an issue of that came out yeah it feels like it's been quite a while but i really like that series a lot so i spare your yeah, he's great. Mm-hmm. And it is it was probably the last time you you read it was the last time an issue came out. Yeah. And uh yeah, Spider-Man was really good. I mean, Ultimate Spider-Man is always good. Was always good up mm-hmm. until it was switched over to like after Secret Wars. Um and uh and I I liked Big Time during Dan Slott's run. I think Superior Spider-Man has a lot of like good moments in it. Uh long longer stretches of good than not, although it is not like Spider-Man. It's a very different kind of Spider-Man. Um, I think that that question is also a little subjective. Too. It's true, like, yeah. For is, me, yeah, yeah, because like some folk might have dug Spencer or run. or Slot yeah. or you know or Kelly Sue or not Kelly Sue, uh, Kelly Thompson. Yes, when she was working with uh, like twelve other people with the twelve other people to make that <laughs> along with Zeb Wells, uh, people might really dig, be digging Zeb's book because uh, it's very truncated, it's very scaled down, very intimate, um, although heavily decompressed. Uh, tinfoil tyrant uh, digging the family business shirt uh, you can say you have the drip now as the kids say i have now aged like dorian gray <laughs> i honestly don't even know other reference that makes so i hope it works but uh, thank you yeah it's it's very similar to the family business shirt it is it is not the family i need to look that up and see if that shirt is available that uh, shirt? yeah this the the kingpin spider-man family business shirt okay. uh, from hawkeye uh, okay. sean conwell uh, hey guys love your stuff have you watched or kept up with young justice latest season felt like a high note still want more including raven and starfire uh no uh, i've never really read it uh or watched it um i watched a little bit of it when it first launched and then that was kind of the end of it like i didn't oh yeah that's sure yeah i did not uh watch young justice after that so like when it came back i was like i didn't even watch it when it was on <laughs> you, know, you know it's funny now that like now that he was a in that shirt in in hawkeye yeah like in the show and yeah. not just like well i was thinking also because i was thinking the comic one i was trying to come up with yeah which one. is the same one yeah yeah yeah. but that's the only one that came up mm-hmm. was the original and i was like yeah where is the yeah if you go back this image that i was looking for, for right this very specific image oops i went back yes but it's like it's just 
Yeah. It's just him now and Hawkeye instead. Right, exactly. By the way, it means you have swag. Apparently, oh, thank you. Uh, as I understand it, D'Onofrio wanted, like, he requested or made sure that he got that shirt because he wanted to, like, kind of say, like, we're doing the comics now. And wow, I was like, that's really cool. Okay. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's very much hearsay. But, uh, yeah, let's jump into some books that are coming, or that came out this week. Yeah. Uh, or this past week. Um, so we read Mid, uh, Moon Knight, Black. Mid- Midnight. Midnight. No, not to be confused with the actual sidekick of Moon Knight. But uh, Moon Knight, Black, White, and Blood from a whole bevy of creators. Uh, Again, this is an anthology. Whether it's in continuity or not in, in continuity, doesn't matter. And Marvel doesn't care, and is not, they're not thinking about it. But I think there are a couple of folk who are working on this series that would very much like it to be, uh, at the very least, so that they can like have their references and, and, and moments kind of like referenced, and hopefully, it's like put their talents on display. Although yes. I will say, uh, all established creators like these aren't these are not new names on this book. Benjamin Percy, David Pepos, uh, Patrick Zercher. Uh, Vanessa Del Rey, Leonardo Romero, Chris Sotomayor. Uh, these are the people who, well, Chris Sotomayor did the colors, but yeah. still uh, good coloring. Um, yeah. Well, uh, did you read this? Yeah, I did. Okay. So three stories. Uh, what'd you think? I liked them. I liked this one more than the last one. Okay. Or as much. I think because like they're so a, drastically no, different from the last one. And that's what I like about these types of books. It's like, if you like the character enough, or you have enough interest in the character, then like, you might just enjoy, you know, these little vignettes that have like kind of different genres to them, right? Like, um, the last one to me felt like almost like the Punisher. Yeah. But with Moon Knight. Right. Like there's like something there. I was like, that's kind of fun. I didn't think I initially I was like, I don't know how I'm feeling about this one. And I, I don't know if that wasn't my favorite one by the end, honestly. Like no. I, there was something there. I was like, I kind of dig this one quite a bit. And I really like that one's use of um the red like the blood i the you know it's funny i i forgot like it was in black and white for a minute when i read the first story until i saw the blood and then i was like oh yeah look at that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but like i noticed that the story right before the, the david pepo story which yes. is again good very different tone yeah. though yeah there's so much more red there yes there is and so like the first page of the last story was like there was no red and yeah i was like whoa okay yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh i think that this is this is cl- I feel like these are all different pitches by Percy Pepos and Zercher to be like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, when McKay, uh, McKay, right? Is that mm-hmm. Jed McKay is writing Moon Knight? Um, yes. Uh, when McKay's done, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but because uh, they're all different pitches for the, for Moon Knight, all contemporary. Well, except for Ben Percy's. Like that one, I was like, okay. Yeah, that one was cool, though. Well, he, like, because there, there was a vignette in the last one that had a similar tone. Yes. Like kind of like a last mm-hmm. sort of story. Yes. Like, the first one had an art style that was very evocative of kind of like an independent style. Mm-hmm. I felt this kind of like almost maybe it was the, the incorporation of black and white and the, uh, you know, the, the black and white and the, the sketchiness or the style of the book. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I, I was like, um, like it was almost photocopied or like it was a zine or something. Like it was very much like, like it felt like Ninja Turtles, right? The first, like right, the right, Eastman right. Laird book. Like mm-hmm. it felt like this kind of, this kind of bootleg thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just cool. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, but it worked because, and I think that worked mostly because and of the I story. I think that's Vanessa Del Rey's artwork. That would not um, surprise me. You've seen her artwork around. I think she did the cover for this. And, I uh, think you're correct. But yeah. I think you're correct. Really solid entry for all of them. Yeah, for sure. Um, the the Did Pepos one. Um, 
It's funny. It'd be easy for me to say the Percy one because Doctor Strange is in it for like a hot second. He is, but and I he's do, doing something. He's doing something. He does something. He does a thing. And he doesn't like die or turn inside out. Or they don't like make up some nonsense because every time anybody takes Doctor Strange, it seems like they're like, and I'm going to make something, you know, and he, and he, you know, now he's got all kinds of different changes and they're all mine. Right. Like, I, I think I like the Zercher one. Mm, the Zercher one was really good. I yeah. really enjoyed that. Again, like it was, they're all good. The mm-hmm. Pepos one, I really like, you know, we're having a whole conversation between all the personalities. I mm-hmm. like that Khonshu was part of that. Yeah. Um, I like the Khonshu Moon Knight suit. Yeah. And the like Khonshu juggernaut fight. Yeah. A lot of fun. Like tell Ciderac, get the hell out of here. Love it. You're going to do better. Yeah. This, if you're going to think you're going to take over here. I was like, that's really fun. Um, but the Zercher one was like, it was quiet. It was quiet. And it was just kind of like, I don't know. I really dug it. I think. Patrick Zerger also did the art for that. And oh, I, that yeah, was some right. of my favorite art in the book. Me too. Well, it was very, it's not the kind of art that I would want on a regularly scheduled monthly Moon Knight book, but it was a welcome change and departure from the last two. Yeah. It was kind of like this cute, like more kind of like conversational, like indie comics, like Strangers in Paradise kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Where it was like, you know, it's about folk just sitting and talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, all right. Which so. was it was cute. Like that Peppas was cute with Leonardo Romero on art. Yes. Um, like you said, they definitely very different style. Very a lot of red in that one. Yeah. Ben Percy, Vanessa Del Rey told a like it wasn't quite a miserable story, no, but, but like, it was darker and it, was it felt very like, much darker. Yeah, it was almost like a pitch for like Moon Knight the end. Yeah. Which I loved. It was just that moment where I'm like, Yeah, how come he hasn't been like, I'm done yeah. with the noise in my head? Yeah, I'm all done with this garbage. Yeah. Um and then Zercher's was just like, and here's a Moon Knight story from the past or now. Who cares? Yeah. Like, here's just a little, like, almost Tales of the Dark Knight style totally. from Moon Knight. Yeah. Where are Tales of the Dark Moon Knight? Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Dark of the Moon Knight. That's the name of the book. Uh, but yeah, Black, White, and Blood number two. Hard recommend. I think it's a really fun, like, anthological kind of book that you should check out. Yeah, I've really been enjoying this. Um, I know they do. And if, if you're like, hey, you know what? I don't like Moon Knight. They've done plenty of other characters in this style of anthology. So yep. you can go back and grab those. Wolverine, Punisher, Deadpool, I think. We've I think he does. Part. Yeah, he has one. Yeah. Um, so check it out. Yeah. So I read this book and only because I heard about it. The And, and I really want to talk about just the concept more than the like execution of this particular issue. Because I, I, I don't I think the less said about it, the better. Uh, what if number four? Uh, what if Miles Morales number four? What if Miles Morales became Thor? Uh, this is the kind of book where I, I skipped the last three because well, we'll get into it, but I skipped the last three, but I heard about this and I'm like, all right, let me take a look at it. Uh, it's written by Yehudi Mercado with art by Luigi Zagaria. And it's what if Miles Morales were Thor? And I, I guess I just don't understand the concept because it's like the Gwen books. I know, but like M- Miles Morales wouldn't be Thor because Miles is a guy who was born. Yeah, but you like, you could say like uh, was it Eric Masters. I guess he could be Eric Masterson or or Donald Blake or something yeah, like that. But even go. then, like it doesn't, but it doesn't make any sense because because Thor predates all those characters. Like, why would he ever have been mild? But like, it's it's they're, they're like stop thinking about it. But see, but that to me is classic. What if? No, classic. No, no. There we you have made us read plenty of what if books that mm-hmm. are just like just turn your brain off just read the book who cares who cares how this yes, happens the conceit shut- isn't the problem it's the execution <laughs> that's the problem the conceits are always what if we turned left on a book you've read before right that, that's it yeah but like that's kind of what this is that's what this is very character it's characters instead of yeah it's characters instead of concept or, yeah. or, or story but uh yeah i mean like and we get this kind of mm, mm, 
I, I hesitate to call it a Miles Morales-ification of the Thor mythos and, and world because it's just kind of like, it's weird. Mm-hmm. Like, Asgard itself has turned into a Brooklyn and, you know, Uncle Aaron is Loki. And, you know, like, it's... it. So it's... That's the world we're looking at. Like, all the Thor characters are Miles characters. Okay. And... And, and none of it matters because then it, then we what if the show at the end where like all those other three what if characters, they all show up and go like, all right, Miles, who is Thor? Come with us. Okay, we're building a team. We're building a, we're building a Miles We're building Morales a team so this issue had to happen so they could get this character for whatever happens at the end. That's exactly right. Yeah, we're building the multiverse of Miles and uh, that's it. The problem is that it's like, it it feels like the kind of book that would have come out in like, the year 2003 like yeah. the the representation and the execution uh there's an infamous full page splash or half page splash where miles is like the the, the narration is given in kind of like a rap <laughs> say it and i said it the whitest i could because it sounds like that because that's how it reads where it's like ah oh, we're going to give it a rap kind of in the, we're gonna freestyle it in this book and it's like just a, like, like a room full of marketers trying to come up with a way yes to, to like to feel relevant and yeah like, and, reach and new audience right but like and why like why and why with this you know like if you were gonna do that then why did you pick like the old and busted what if logo uh yeah anyway That's... but like yeah but they say you know miles morales is thor and asgard is his hood and i'm like and I, I saw that out of context and I was like, maybe with context, it's not quite as cringe inducing. And it's like, I'll be honest, it's it's no worse than like an issue of like an issue of a black Marvel character that is not written by a black creator. You know what I mean? Like, let's intro. No, I feel like, like, it like might when be. The, I, well, it, 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 it reads like Night Thrasher when he was in the New Warriors, kind of like, oh, let's see some, let's see some representation. And the representation ex- execution is, I've seen television with black people on them, so therefore I know about it. And it's like, it, it, I don't think this is damaging. You know, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's racist. I think it, but. Then again, I'm not really qualified to judge whether it, this book about an African American is. Black I racist. didn't read this because because um, why? Let's be honest. No, I I realized literally like earlier today. I was like, I didn't read anything. Right. Oops. Um. So I read. I scrambled to read a whole bunch of stuff. So I didn't read this. Um, yeah. It feels ignorant. Right. Right. It yes. It feels in, intensely ignorant. Yes, but not in like a mean spirited way. Like it's not. This is not trying to be like, okay, I'm. You know, someone's trying to make a point with this book. This is just. This is just. It not, feels like when an older creator it, who only wrote like you know kind of standard like books from Marvel yeah. comes back to write a book. If, if it's it's not like it's not that. I'm just saying it's like it feels, yeah, it feels it feels empty and silly. And if it only is cringe-inducing, then that's like you know, okay. I don't. Again, it I is. I can't. I didn't read this, so I can't really speak no, yeah. to any of. I can it. tell but, you, it's but not the, good. But like, the fact is, it's like they should. I, I they shouldn't have done this. This is not no. a good look for anybody. And like, no, like they they should. The editor should have just been like, "Oh, this was a mistake." Yeah. Now that being said, I mean, at least this is a what if book, so the sales are already really bad. But like, like it's already this is not like like the, it's already not being read by most, you know. And if it sells well, just because of the like, you know, the the counterculture market being like, let's buy this and laugh at it. Which I don't expect to happen because comics are notoriously pirated, but uh, 
you know, if it does, the Marvel wouldn't care, couldn't care less because they're like, whatever. But for me, it speaks to it speaks to the issue itself, which is Miles Morales is Spider-Man. Well, yeah. And when they say, like, what if Miles Morales was Wolverine or Miles Morales was Captain America? It's like, you might as well just say, what if Wolverine was black or what if Captain America was black? Like, I, I, I think that Miles Morales is a character who is Spider-Man. And it's not that, like, it's if if only he didn't get bit by this. But like, no. He was created to be that. His characters represent the cast of characters that support that character. Well, I mean, that's the same thing they did with Gwen. I don't think, I think that's a creative big bankrupt as well. Oh, no, I agree, because all they wanted to do was just, they want to sell covers. Now, to go back, and again, I didn't read it. I I think there is an air of like a bit of racism there because it's like you're assuming like I think unintentional racism. I don't. I don't. I don't. It's I don't, still I don't, the same though. Like so. Oh yeah, it's racist within the last. But I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't want to begrudge the creator. I don't want to be like, this is this is dangerous. You know, I like mean, it's, it's it's not. Stupid. Well, it's not good, and like it's just it's, tone it's deaf the same it ignorance that's been around for too long. And I just yeah. But I no, wish but, they hadn't done this a hundred percent. And like because if you're because Miles should be doing what miles should be doing yeah you know and not like being shoved into books like this yeah for like for monetary reasons right that's just trash right no but at the same time i also i i'm i'm very uh uplifted by the fact that the audience reacted like but overwhelming majority was like this is dumb. Like nobody was like, wow, this is pretty truly represent. Like no one, no one, you know, honey, did you see this new, the latest issue of the Marvel comic? Yeah, this is quite representational. Like, no, like no one accepted it. And it was only met with like laughter and derision instead of like outrage, anger, hate, misery. Like it was just like, <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. So like, thankfully it'll like dismissal is this, is the strongest reaction to this kind of thing. I think where it's, it's not, it doesn't give it power. Even if it, because I think because it was done with ignorance, like you said, because it was, it was, it was an accidental type of thing yeah, that but... it, we don't, we don't give it any more power. We don't allow for like a kind of passive racism to exist. I mean, Marvel did because they printed the damn thing. Yeah. And that's like, like, where were the editors? Where were the editors? Well, they were where the... Marvel's editors are, to you know, go like, you know what? This is not what we're looking there for were all the- marvel's editors are in some other dimension where they can't access their books true okay. i don't understand but yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah man uh also yeah happy juneteenth everybody but uh <laughs> this book man but yeah but i have a problem with the idea of like making miles into other things i think that like if if it was like oh man like if bendis just got real like was really interested in wolverine it'd be de- it would never worked right it miles is spider-man yeah, that's that's how it works. Mm-hmm. It's just that's that's, you know, and I think that the whole concept is like creatively bankrupt, mm-hmm. you know, like like Gwen. But yeah, I, you know, even but even with Gwen, Gwen was a stock character who didn't really have any personality traits. So like Gwen has had more personality having become a spider character in another dimension than she ever did as a real character in the main universe. Oh, sure. But like, you know, but that's fine because she like she works as a better corpse than she does as a character anyway. <laughs> just like freaking Jason Todd, uh, just some guy with a mustache. I don't think I've sent you guys a SC in a while. Got a th- oh, a super oh. chat. Got to fix that. Not at all, oh, man. Thank you. No, you're doing fine. Yeah, uh, but thank you, thank you very, very much, uh, Mike Manhattan. Guess who just turned 29 today? Glad to join you today. Well, happy birthday, happy birthday. Mike. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, hopefully, you have a great time uh, on your birthday today. Um, 
So you read some books. I was I was thinking X Men Red. What do you That's think? That's the last one I want to talk about. Oh, the last. That is the last one I want to talk. That's about. the last thing I want to talk about. That's not really what I how I meant. Totally that. fair. Very much what I said. Uh, I'm mm. gonna briefly talk about Nightmare Country because this is like this is one of those books. It's like I know I'm like not everybody's reading this book. Yeah. Now this is is this the James Tynan the fourth book? Yep. This is uh, Nightmare Country number three by James Tynan the fourth with art by uh, Lissandro estherin and uh francesco francavia i thought that you reviewed this like last week but now i'm remembering i think you you promoted, I, I promoted it, last, it week. last week yeah I gotta, I, listen i love francavia i have a huge man thing poster at home i, so I was gonna say something else yeah you have um, a huge man thing poster at home um that sal got for me and, uh, by mondo um and yeah. i love it so much the spreads in here that francavia does are great except for the fact that he puts a signature on them <laughs> i was like that's so weird yeah i wonder if and like it was like the first one i was like what? but it's distracting it's a little it not really at the end of the day but reading it the way i was reading it through guide of view yeah like it made it big mm -hmm. so i was like what it now it could be <laughs> it could be that maybe frank avia is like page maybe he's maybe he's like trying to prove that you know, like it could be that he's uh, he's trying to editor proof his art where it's like, if they cover it up, like if they have a colorist, I cover up my name. Oh, yeah. I'll know that they've been doctoring my work or maybe he's like trying to prevent. I think he's just like, oh, my, my name on this. I think that's what it is. I think he's like, I'm trying to this. Well, I think it's also like maybe it's like if those splashes are really good, D DC could take those mm -hmm. works and market them elsewhere and it's like well if they're gonna be elsewhere if they're gonna be posters or index cards or whatever then i'm my name's gonna be on it mm -hmm. that being said it would be incredibly distracting if and if every artist signed every panel they did yes no i agree uh so it was just, that was just, it was like a little it was something, something you noticed but the art's good story continues to be great tynan you can feel tynan having a good time in this book like just you know when, when we're in the dreaming and he can describe the dreaming the way that like he thinks that gaiman would describe um, the dreaming, um, he really just gets into it, he cuts loose, he just yes. goes for it. Um, and honestly, it's a delight. Uh, right. You know, it's just it's just fun to feel his passion um, for this universe and these characters, uh, two of which may or may not have been created, created. by him. We haven't not, we, we haven't no, figured that out so yet. I don't know. References possibly references something else in Lucifer or just something he's just doing on his own. Uh, but they do fit pretty well in this universe. Yeah. Um, so it's not like so out of the blue um, in terms of like villainous characters to be there uh if you like the world of sandman and um we're looking for more this is not a bad place to go no. honestly like tiny's doing a very nice job it doesn't feel exactly like gaming no not at all <laughs> but it never will it, no but then that's why writers are there's so many different writers out there they have different voices but like tiny's voice doesn't feel out of place in yeah. this world so that's great yeah um now there have been other entries in the Sandman universe no joke intended because the initiative was called salmon universe mm -hmm. out of all of them is this the best one i know a lot of people liked the dreaming um and i yeah. liked it for a bit but i kind of fell off of it so i can't say for sure yeah. how that ended you up did but fall like, off of it though i did this has been very compelling mm. um and so i'm i'm pretty much sticking with this one for right now and i really do like this one quite a bit cool uh we had a couple of uh, super chats mm -hmm. Ray Far, maybe you could make the old streams part Patreon, like have the videos be unlisted or something. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Uh, YouTube's dumb rules. I mean, yeah, I mean, YouTube has dumb rules. That's the problem is they'd have to go on another channel just to keep our channels safe. safe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's not a bad idea to just make them unlisted. I'll have to have Daniel do it. Yeah. 
because I, I i i was like oh i'll do it and then i i i, I uh it was it was really work intensive and i was like oh man what? i'm already very busy okay. uh anarchy hamster says hey love the show do you guys think sync should be an omega level mutant now that all his new power boost recently seeing how hope is omega and do you think he is stronger than hope now um i feel like sure make him an omega level mutant because who cares like i don't care about power sets and you know the backs of, uh, you know of, of clear ultra cards right now you can't even talk about it like that though but because like that word has come up so much that's right in the Krakoan run yeah. and so like it is something to to consider because like they do make reference to it yeah and they scale frequently. against that that's true that's true yeah though there are some mutants that they're just stronger in certain situations than others and yeah you know, sometimes we got to call on them i i do like sync's ability like it's pretty powerful like it, it's pretty up there it is it honestly is it is reliant on other mutants right but i feel like they he shouldn't be but he was able to do that from like far off then yeah but like it, it, omega suggests that there's no upper limit if they were if that's the case then they could sync with a apocalypse he might be able to you know eventually. or god yeah <laughs> If yeah. God were a mutant. So and, like, uh, but like as sync is now improving then, or like continuing to grow. We could see that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, Red Teddy 23 quick. Thanks for recommending the nice house in the lake. Keep up the good work. Course, yeah. It's a great series. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Hope you're enjoying it. And I'm glad it's back again. Yeah. Yeah. It is back. Um, I want to just, I just, I, I do not keep up with this at all. I think there was actually something about this earlier. I think you missed a super. Yeah. Chat. Somebody, well, but somebody it wasn't asked about this. It was about the show. Did yeah, you, somebody asked about that. that? Yeah, we talked that? about the fact that, like, sorry. I never watched Young Justice. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, neither did I. But I did randomly read Young Justice Targets number one. It's a D DC Digital first book that came out. Mm -hmm. The reason I... That explains why it's not here. The reason I looked at it at all was um, because... I, I don't even know if this is the first time it's coming out. I just saw it there today. Um, it's by it's by Greg Weissman. Oh, so I was like, let me look well, at Greg it. Greg Westman also developed that show. So that yes. makes sense. And I was like, let me take a look at it because like, I love gargoyles. <laughs> Greg Weissman created gargoyles. He did. Amongst other things, Greg Weissman's all the reason, please, the reason why Spectacular Spider-Man is the best cartoon please, in Spider-Man. Like, listen, listen, Disney's so obsessed with doing live actions of their animated. Yeah, where the hell? do that before something happens to, to Keith, Keith David. David because Keith David is a treasure. Yeah. He is a treasure and he needs to be used more and you have this amazing property please do this yeah, come on please make this happen at the very least like please. you know what we should get because we're getting three uh avatar the last airbender animated movies by the way i was wrong they're not all in ang's period the they are one about kiyoshi oh one about zuko and then one about Korra. Okay. and i was like oh my interest just completely deflated from your ex i i thought when they said they were gonna make an uh, three three avatar the last airbender animated movies set like you know using the original creators and the original arts i was like oh cool but now it's like oh it's a past show about kiyoshi avatar and i'm like that's that sounds kind of neat the next one being about zuko okay you're gonna you're gonna do the promise but focus on zuko instead of hanging everybody okay whatever and then there's cora which you know no but uh, a lot of people like cora we're less cora fans it yes just wasn't um wasn't our cup of tea wasn't our cup of tea for sure yeah. um but and for not maybe the reasons you think it's, yes it's, it's actually it is not for the reasons you think no. people people had a real problem with cora and i hate being uh on aligned with people who hate things because of like personal prejudices prejudices has nothing and, to do with that very much like has that. to do with storytelling 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 and story. character development that's the problem <laughs> it's so weird yeah. um that's very much it um, well we didn't like we i remember we didn't like it before it was very hipsterish we we didn't like it before everybody else did 
Like we watched the like the first season, we we're like that wasn't very good, and then we watched the, like half the second season, we're like that was really not very good, and then people were like, oh my god, they're gay, and I'm like, what? It's not the thing. That, it no. was it was bad well before. No, that. it has nothing to do with that. It literally has nothing to do with that. Please just don't. Yeah. In order to progress stories forward, you don't have to unmake everything that came exactly. before in your stories. Somebody asks, what's the promise? And then they ask about Zuko's mom. That's the pro- Well, the promise is the first one. So, yeah, I guess the second one. The search. Uh, read read the Dark Horse Avatar The Last Airbender comic books because they're the best sequel you're ever going to get to that Yeah, show. and I do kind of want to see the Kyochi one. I mean, like, I mean, that's kind of neat. Fun. Yeah. You saw her briefly. Yeah, you, yeah, you had that fun episode where she broke the island. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. yeah anyway. And, and, like, Aang's accused of, um, you know... Oh, of uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. So anyway, um, just to just to talk about, because again, I really can't speak to Young Justice. I'm just gonna put that out there. Right, I, I'm not your gal. This is just your introduction just, to the universe. I was just like, I just wanted to pick it up because I wanted to see how uh, Greg Greg Weisman comic would read with a property I know nothing about. Yeah, and it was fun, and it read and felt like a cartoon, uh, in that Greg Weisman way, but also just felt like a comic. Like nice. I, I thought it was a really solid balance between those two mediums. Um, definitely had some like. Weissman things that maybe I'm used to from gargoyles, um, but had a different flavor. Or gummy bears. Just gargoyles. Um, so yeah, like it, I guess if you're into Young Justice, feel free to pick this up. For me, like they did a pretty decent job. I was like, okay, I feel comfortable, but I clearly have no idea what's going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, yeah. but I think I could probably figure it out from context. Exactly. Clues. By the way, if anyone's watching this right now and like the stream's being weird, our internet, we we literally cannot solve this issue here. Yep, we've um, had multiple technicians come out. They say that it's fine. And then we start mm-hmm. on our show and it's not. And it's not fine. Nothing so I can do about we it. Got, we got to, you know what though? You know what it might be? No. I think it might be the wires damaged. Mm. We may have to go up there. Okay. Nobody wants to do that. It's easy. But we're going to have to do that. I, th- I think that might what it might be or what it might be, honestly. Mm, okay. That's, that's what I was trying to correct. Anyway. So, yeah. Cute book. Oh, like it's, it, I will say it's 17 pages for $2. Make your decisions about that. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I think the next issue is going to be more. I, I don't know how this is going to work. I, I don't know um, how it works. But yeah. it was cute. It looked good. It was fun. Cool. Uh, fun times were had. Right. Exactly. Uh Pitta, the creator, says, "What love watching you guys. Have you have you been following Fantastic Four Reckoning War? Not a huge Fantastic Four fan, but I kind of like it. Uh, good watching reference. Uh, if you're a Jerseyite, you you know what we're talking about. Um, or if you're just a big fan of geological uh, phenomena, uh, we'll get into that in just a second. Actually, thank you very much, Alex Cash, for your support and for uh, for your for your super chat. Yeah, really appreciate it, man. Um, so as a result, I did read uh, Fantastic Four number forty four. Because I thought that it was uh, first, of all, I thought it was one thing, and then I thought it was another thing, and uh, I was I was wrong both times. This is my slot and start. That's right, slot and start made this book. Uh, so I, based on this cover, I thought this was the like die hard in the Baxter Building Sue Storm story that I'd heard so much about. Um, it was not. Instead, I thought it was oh okay, this is the end of the Reckoning War because it says. Like, it's the final battle. It's the final battle, but it's not. It's a lie, uh, like most of these kind of promotions. Um, uh, this is written by Dan Slott with art by Rachel Stott. Uh, colors by Jesus Ubertov. Um, the reason why I mention it is because uh, this is like the penultimate chapter, I think, of The Reckoning War, which is a big Marvel Comics event that's been going on that no one's been talking about and are more excited about, I think, the... Uh, well, we'll see if this is a, pre- if this is a prelude or a, or a preview of how... Uh, bad uh, Judgment Day is going to go. I don't think it's going to go well. I don't think it's going to go well at all. I think Marvel's uh, pretty much failed at figuring out how to sell events again, which is ironic because they established the event age of, of comic books. 
uh, with Civil War. But uh, yeah, so this is it's the penultimate issue. I haven't I, I read the first chapter of Recommending War and then I read this. So like there's a lot of context, but it's very easy to acclimate yourself. If you are interested in the Reckoning War, you could just go read it and uh, it wouldn't you could selectively read chapters. And I think it's pretty good because Slot is very uh, good at he's adept at taking your hand and, and holding it and care and, and guiding you through the Marvel universe without much effort. Um, you know, the, the characters behave like the characters, the stories are what they are. And I think he's doing a pretty decent job of putting things back in the toy. Just watch okay. back, you know, the watchers are, uh, so, but this is the big secret of the Marvel universe. Cause Slot does likes to do that where he's like, Oh, big reveal, big surprise. Look at that. Like, Hey, I know Hickman's doing something really big with Franklin Richards, but no, actually I'm in charge. Mm. and changed franklin richards from a mutant to not a mutant um which so far hasn't really paid off and the only reason i can think of is ego but uh yeah so but moving on to this actual story um <laughs> the you know it's it's things are coming to a head the bad guy aliens are fighting the fantastic four reed richards has downloaded all of uatu's memories and and and, and like everything he's ever known or seen into his brain which is killing him and making him have a big brain which could be a really great maker reference but isn't because clearly slot and hickman have some kind of beef mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it's not you know it's not very good um i get what it is like the the, the structure and the it feels like an old style comic book but without any of the charm of being an old comic book um you know, it feels like almost like a John Byrne type of comic, but without the benefit of having John Byrne art. You know, it's the art itself is fine and the characters are consistent and the story has stakes or at least the illusion thereof. And it's fine. You know, it's 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 fine. It starts out fine. Right. It's not like it's not like your teacher where it's like everybody starts out with 100 percent. You can only go down from here. But no, it's like we start at like it's fine. It's like a 75, 80 percent. It was like a term paper. But then you get to the art, which is fine as well. Like it's got its own score of like an 80%, right? Mm -hmm. But then you get the colors and the colors kill the art. Mediocre art can be elevated substantially by stellar colors and mediocre colors met with mediocre pencils make really middling viewing experience. It's, it's, it's rough. It's, it's rough. And, and, uh, where characters are like inconsistently proportionate, but not in like a goofy kind of way, more in like actually in a, in a startlingly realistic way. Like Sue Storm is one particular way and then she'll turn and it's like, wow, she looks like, like yeah, a 50 year old woman. Like that's interesting. But like, if that were consistent, that'd be great. Is yeah. this the art? This is the art. This is, I don't, I don't, the I art's don't, fun. I'm not having as much of a reaction to that. I, and I don't go, go towards later in the issue. Well, all right. <laughs> I was just looking on on image shirts. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, they are, you know, like, they, they, like I said, the colors are fine. They're fine. But in like climactic battle sequences that are full page splashes of characters, like the colors are flat. They're a little flat and they, and they don't elevate the work, you know, and they, they, they do the job. They do the work, but unfortunately that's, that's not enough, you know? Mm. And, and, and that was where the book was hurt for me, where it's like, this could be a fine book, but instead it's just kind of like a not fantastic book, ironically enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's uh here. I'll, I'll, I'll show Tiffany. Hang on, let me. I'm just, I'm just looking through it. Honestly, I think, uh, I think she's doing her own inks because I didn't see an inker listed. Okay, that makes sense. Um, unless, unless it was there. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know. 
there's also a real problem that I have with this series, you know, not to, not to, not to dump on it too much, but like there's a, um, there's a font or, or, or a typeface called Buttaboom. Uh, you know it because you've seen it a million times. It's a comic book kind of font. It's just it's the fun balloon letters. Mm-hmm. Um, Slot must insist that it has to be his insistence because I've seen it in his throughout his Fantastic Four run. I don't know if it's because it's the letterer's decision or or Slot's. I don't know honestly. But instead of your standard Marvel comic um, typeface that they use for establishing caption boxes and we're not uh, setting, you mm-hmm. know, like. Uh, the Baxter building. They're not in the Baxter building, but you know, like the Baxter building or Manhattan or space or elsewhere. Um, they use the butta boom font with yellow color. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's, it's just really amateurish looking. And I understand what they're going for. Cause like, they're trying to evoke like a look, you know, like a style. This mm-hmm. is, this is old comics, but like, it's not old com- like, but it's not though, you know, like, it's not old. Right, right. And, you know, and you can't use, like, lettering that you use for onomatopoeias as your setting establishment. Like, it's just, just simple, standard stuff. You know and- what I think they're going for here? Because, like, it looks like what they're trying to do here is make it feel like what people think Fantastic Four is. Right. And, like, it's, there's a little bit of, like, um, a hokiness to it. There's a yeah. charm to this. I think the issue you're having with some of the art here is the art and coloring seems to really work together in some of these panels where like the inking on the art is a little heavier yes. and in other areas it's With not, lighter. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't really work. So it, like, you know, like, cause I'm like, I don't know, like this, there's That's something pretty to this cool. coloring. It's really beautiful, but there's less emphasis on the line work mm-hmm. here. Um, so it's either, there has to be almost none or it has to be a little heavier, but like, I, I could see here, it just looks like the line art isn't finished, but I, I'm not going to, past the i don't think it's a colorist issue on on this one honestly i think this is really comes down to the inking um it it could be that it's maybe not the best matchup for these two but Mm. i honestly don't know how how else to be with how else to to do this necessarily and i think honestly some of the backgrounds and i don't know enough about the process between these two artists yeah colorist and the artist who's to say is 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 doing what is doing what but there there isn't a lot going on in some of these backgrounds and so it feels I don't know. Like sometimes there is. Yeah. But I think that makes makes some of the other panels really really look empty. Yeah, like it's so weird. It's a shame. That's the um, thing is it's just it's weird. It's it's one of those things where it's it's art, it's subjective. I'm looking at a piece of I'm looking mm-hmm. at a dolly painting and I'm like that's weird, you know, and some like art degree major you know, like you is like going to be like, well, f- how could you say it's weird? It's meant to be it's intentionally odd. You know, mm-hmm. it's it does this and it's supposed to be about the but like I'm looking at this thing and I'm feeling something is missing you know like i know the difference (laughs) between looking at one thing and another thing that is similar to it and going like what there's a difference here it definitely feels too like almost like and i do wonder if something things weren't redone because occasionally the like some of these color like stylings yeah match other parts of the book a little better yeah so it's almost like maybe art came to the colorist at different points well i know it back and, and change some stuff up yeah um yeah but I get it. But to me, this reads, and again, I'm not a Fantastic Four reader. So right, this feels to me like a is fantastic... what my brain tells me a Fantastic Four book should look like. See, and that's it, right? Okay, that's fine. <laughs> but like, I think that's to its detriment. I Maybe? think that I think that trying to make a Fantastic Four comic that feels like a Fantastic Four comic is going to kill a Fantastic Four comic. Possibly. Because would you read more of this? Well, I didn't read any of it. No, this. based on what you're seeing, would you want more of this? Um, I... 
Yeah, exactly. Some of it's kind of that, fun. That's like making a Superman comic that's like super dumb and hokey. And it's like, because that's what but Superman you know, is, right? But like, you know what, though? I, I see that. I don't think that's a fair question to ask me because like some people like art that's fun feeling and like joyous. And there is a joy to this. There is, I agree. Like, like, well, there's a, there's, there's a whimsy to it. That's it. That's the word. But at the same, of. yeah, but the but, sales but reflect not, that. But not like a Tim Burton whimsy. No, no, it's not kooky. <laughs> um, but you know, like I, I think, I think, I think we need to be careful that all comic book art doesn't end up looking like one type of art. Like we see that there's a theme a lot in the X Men books, and I think that it's yes. fine because it's within the X Men books. Yes. But occasionally it strays. But like, not every book has to look like that. No. And so, like, I don't want to be like, no, this should look different. And like, yeah, and I don't know what it's supposed to look like. I, I don't, I don't have a good, a good pitch, right? Yeah. But like, I'm a customer. You know, I'm not going to yeah. I'm not going to go to a deli and be like, yo, you don't have the right meats. You know, I, I just know that the sandwich ain't good. You know, it's kind of dry <laughs> is what I'm saying. All right. That's fair. so, you know, Fantastic Four Reckoning War penultimate issue. Will I read the ending only if we do it on back issues? But otherwise, I'm never going to do it. It's another it's, it was like, you know what this is? This is Empire all over again where it's like, oh, who gives a shit? Um, you know, it's like I can't deny that it's like competently it made and it's and it did happen. Uh, Dan V900, Tiffany, since we, uh, Wiseman was brought up, did you ever read Greg and his gar- Greg his Gargoyles comics as the real season three? Those graphic novels are insanely expensive now. Well, we did get all of them. Yeah, we have all of them. And they're, they, and they're also smaller, by the way. I started reading them. You did. You started reading them and then didn't. I, or, or maybe read them like years ago. Because yeah, we got know. them a long time ago. I don't ago. remember. Like, I do and I don't. Like, you, you know how your brain will be like, yes, you have a memory. You of technically this. read that. And I'm like, is that a memory? Right. Or is that like me piecing other like things together i i don't yeah. know but i know we have them yeah oh my god i'm sorry guys uh kyle carter i started out thinking reckoning war was going to be the story of the year from marvel but now i think that goes to banner of war banner of war is another one of those things where it's like it i think it's trying to do the same thing there are three books at marvel that are like trying to tap into the nostalgia market but are like to varying degrees of success right you got banner of war which is like who cares slap fight thor and hulk are both hulks Blah. And then you got like this reckoning war thing where it's like this is just as well, look you 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 people like uh like like, like uh, galactic storm that's stupid you know here's reckoning war that's not that's just as stupid as that <laughs> and then you got uh, Demetrius's Ben Riley Spider-Man series which is I mean in every way just trying to be like this is this is th- Demetrius had to share a lot of chores with a bunch of different Spider-Man writers because there were at least five books at the time of his development. And uh, Demetrius is obviously the only one who gave Ben Riley any depth that anybody gave a shit about. So he's doing his opportunity to like, he's taking this opportunity to do like a five issue miniseries. That's like, how about we do more? Like, how about we give him a little bit more backstory? So it's a flashback series. It gives you a little bit of context about like who Ben is, what Ben was up to during his Spider-Man period. Because like, even though, people in their 30s are like man i loved spider-man i love ben riley as spider-man it was like yeah good for you but like you know he was only spider-man for a very short period of time right but you know it's funny like sometimes a character makes an impact and he did he you know yeah like doesn't matter how long they were around there's just something about it that connects absolutely and this series written by jmd mateus by david baldeon uh did an excellent job of giving you dimitris as spider-man without any of the of the of the mackie stuff like no no, he didn't have no restrictions, mm-hmm. but also only the restrictions of continuity in his head. And, you know, Dimitri, it feels like a Dimitris book, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's like it feels a little older or it feels like a little classic or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a Spider-Man comic from today. 
but that isn't necessarily a bad thing <laughs> because I haven't enjoyed Spider-Man comic from today in years. Right. So here we go. Um, it, it continue, it, it's the end of the series. I don't want to give it too much away, but okay. it does, it, you know, it's uh, it, it, redemption for major villains that you might've dismissed. Certainly I did back in the day, spider side. Um, we have some kind of like actual arc for that character, a character that was clearly just like do venom meets whatever, like do a goopy Spider-Man that can be anything. And he's a big stupid jerk. Um, never got any closure for that character. Well, Dimitri is like, here you go. Here's um, your closure. Yep. You watch Ben fight for his life against like a bunch of Ravencroft villains, including Mysterio and Scorpion. I feel and bad Swarm. for Scorpion. He, he got the Mike Wazowski treatment on this cover. He did, but he's in the book at least. And you know, the tale's <laughs> the thing you should be worried about <laughs> Just, in the first place. You know. Yeah, he did. I'm on the cover of a comic book. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it. but like Baldeon's art is also trying to evoke this kind of like feeling of the, of the 90s. Yes. Uh, but without the kind of like stiffness that you that you get from those kinds of books like i think that the the uh the mackie knock spider-man the real clone saga story looks really dated despite the fact that the art is much more contemporary mm -hmm. because it's trying to evoke an older style and because like his character's a little stiffer uh valdeon does a nice job of like bridging that gap and i think it's like it was a pretty fun book and it was nice to see like a character that was it's nice to see a spider-man that i'm used to who's like constantly doubting himself but his monologue he, he's doubting himself but he's also talking himself into triumph right and it's right, very right, much right. that's the mateus spider-man to a t okay. even if it's ben riley okay uh, but good stuff just overall I, I did recommend it i will probably have to go read the rest because i didn't read the rest of the series i just read this one uh, i think i read the first one and then i just i was like all right well you know what i don't fucking have time for this mm -hmm. um but you know uh, Matthew Terlaga, you guys have driven, given me dozens of reading recommendations. So now I will give you one. I highly recommend the Kiyoshi books. They get darker than the show, but keep it spirit. I remember those being a thing. We have a poster from uh, when they were promoting it. Yeah, I don't think I have those. I'll have to go look them up. Yeah. Somebody Lucky helping us out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Somebody Lucky is us, actually. Um, but yeah, because you're here. <gasps> I got two more. All right, let's hear them. Uh, I read Wolverine number 22 this week by Ben Percy with art by Adam Kubert. This is the story of Wolverine and Deadpool. Yep. And like, hey, Deadpool, everybody likes Deadpool. Who didn't like Deadpool? That's Wolverine. Well, <laughs> yeah, Wolverine don't like Deadpool. Um, I got to tell you, this issue made me realize, and I know I've used this word many a time, especially as of late, because words just come into your lexicon, right? Yeah. They stick around for a while and they'll go away for a while. Yep. So this is the era of charming because this book is charming. Mm. Like it, there's just something very charming. Like is this one of those things? Because it's like it's Deadpool, it's Maverick, it's Wolverine. Like this should feel like an older 90s comic. It does, the not, it does not feel like an older 90s comic. Oh. It, it's just, it feels like a modern telling of that idea. It's so great. Um, because, because what you have here though is like, here's something about me and, and the like, a little taste of like why sometimes humor hits or things work for me sometimes mm -hmm. it's like i at times i have a formula right and part of that formula involves having a straight man right you need to have the person and i'm, I'm, not, talking, I'm not talking about like a straight man who's gonna marry orientation you. <laughs> i'm talking about the person like the idea of like there here's a person and they're there simply to react to things in the terms of in the scope of reality mm -hmm. that may not that may explain why you weren't a big fan of freakazoid <laughs> Because every time we throw on Freakazoid, I'm crying, and you're like, mm hmm. I appreciate the humor. And you're I like, see where it's I coming. see why that's funny. I see why that's funny. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but like, I, no I appreciate having someone there as like a beacon of reality, right? So it's like, in this situation, that's Wolverine, mm -hmm. which is hilarious to think about that, like that. Like, yeah. Wolverine is a, is a mutant right. who's been around for like hundreds of years. Yeah. And he's like, I can't handle dealing with Deadpool, right? right? Same thing with Maverick. Like, like Weasel has to deal with Maverick, and Weasel's like, "Does anyone like you, Maverick?" He's like, <laughs> "I do," but yeah, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so again, there's just something about this book. I am delighted to read it. It's always one of those books where I'm like, is this the week that I can't like based on like what Justify. I'm buying? Like, do I, do I? And I'm like, you know what? Just get it. I really like Ben Percy's writing. I really love Adam Kubert's art. The, the whole team's really coming together on this one, and it's just fun. Yeah. Yes, is it dealing with Krakoa stuff? Sure. Is it dealing with it too intensely? No, which I think is smart because it means that if you're a fan of Wolverine slash like X Men in general, you might really like this book because it's on like the the fringe. It's on the fringe of what's going on in Krakoa. Yeah, Wolverine sent out there for Krakoan reasons. Yeah, but like he's really just dealing with Deadpool, right? You know, and like it's just a great opportunity for Ben Percy to write ridiculous situations. Yes, and then have Adam Kubert draw them. Right, and like it's just beautiful stuff. Like Wolverine clearly needs a fastball special here. We don't mention it, but you're thinking it. You're you thinking know it. this, right? I'm sure you've seen the images of like Deadpool being ripped in two. Mm-hmm. Wolverine does that so they can get out. Yep. Um, but he has half of his body and he like he's driving a big old silly Cadillac style mm-hmm. car that you'd associate with Vegas because they're like in Vegas, I think. Okay. Um I think question mark. It's a area with casinos. So, so it could be Atlantic City or Vegas. I don't know. I, it does not feel like Atlantic City. <laughs> um I've never been to Vegas, so I can't say for sure. Um, but like he slams Deadpool onto like the pedal of the car, his top half, and he's like, he's like, All right, it feels like I should be breaking. Should I be breaking? I'm like Wolverine's like nope the car the concrete barrier is going to do that it's the the car hits the barrier and just launches Wolverine out towards his target nice. pops ready yes. to go and I'm like and it's just great to see Kubert go for it like he just he's just really yeah that's awesome it's beautiful and then you know you get like some really quiet panels too but like classic Wolverine panels and for me a classic Wolverine panel is Wolverine in a lot of shadow screaming screaming <laughs> just yelling yeah you got to yell um now, I will say, though, if you don't like the super sarcastic, like, actual clownish sort of Deadpool, this may not be the Deadpool for you then. Like, if you're looking for other iterations of Deadpool, mm-hmm. you may not like this one because this is definitely playing towards the, hi, I saw Deadpool the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for that Deadpool. Right. Um, Blind Al is in this as well. Um, hmm. She was in one of the one of the earlier issues uh, but she comes into a bigger play here not the same character there but if you are the person who's like i saw the movie, i recognize that character i know that character oh they're different yeah here um so i don't think this is going to go on forever i think this is an arc for wolverine um and i'm just really enjoying it yeah. you know like i said like if you like or are missing your like x-men fix but don't want to get into whatever the hell's going on on the like love island yeah you might be interested in this series um, you can easily pick this up from the beginning of this arc. I think it does a good enough job of being like, hey, Wolverine's got to go do something. It's kind of all you need to know. Wolverine's <laughs> got to go do something. Oh, no, Deadpool's here. Right. And like, yes, you're going to occasionally get an info dump page. But this info dump page was like Weird Al. Or, no, Weird Al. <laughs> Blind Al. Al's um, like conversation. <laughs> some great lyrics to some other song. And Wolverine's like, what is happening? What is my life? <laughs> Why did I leave the island? Mm-hmm. I hate that island. <laughs> um, I love that moon, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But, um, but like, you know, like, just, like, some, like, her information. So, it's, like, it's more tethered to Deadpool. Yeah. And, like, ties into X-Men and Krakoa. So, yeah. I dig it. Well, and, and, and the other concern is, like, oh, no, like, if it's not important, you know, people are going to skip it, some including yourself. Might- but, like... The fact it's not is, that I would skip it for importance. It's more that it's like if I, I need to read certain things to know what's happening. But yeah. like on the other hand, there's something to be said for taking a minute 
from all that. Mm -hmm. Especially if you have Adam Kubert drawing the damn thing. Yes. Like support that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan V900, I understand that do a powerbomb doesn't appeal to people, but I really liked it. I'm a pro wrestling fan. 8 Billion Genies 2 is really good. Spoilers for 8 Billion Genies number two. Oh, because I didn't get a chance to read it. Yeah. Did you read it? No, I didn't get a chance. Did you, know, did you read his comment? I didn't. Good. I didn't. Then you're good. Um, yeah, we will talk about 8 Billion yeah, Genies. Yeah, literally, I didn't. Um, yeah. I didn't get a chance. I, I didn't get a chance. I didn't see it in the listing. I went through the No, like, me either. No, and then the new comics yeah. list, so I went back, and I didn't see it. But yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, but we'll grab it. I also didn't see it in... Comicsology, what are you doing to me? Comicsology is fucking up. Uh, Kingsport Cal says, wearing my comic pop tea. Nice. representation. Uh Lounging on a day off. I don't have a question. Just wanted to give my favorite YouTube channel a few schmeckles. Cal's <laughs> South Kingpin shirt rules. Thank you very much. Thank it's not you. technically Kingpin shirt, it but basically it, is everyone has been calling it that. So I, I appreciate it. got Kingpin vibes going on here. <laughs> yeah, some fat. Dark Knight Nora what? says, hey, y'all. I wanted to thank you guys oh. for getting me back into comics. I think I enjoy Tom Taylor's work the most so far. Taylor's doing some great stuff. By the way, you know what I found out? Uh, and I don't know if this is official, but like I've heard that if you have more than a thousand books, you technically count as a library. Are and we I'm a like, library? Yeah, we're we're twice a library. <laughs> we have nineteen hundred and eighty-seven graphic novels. We're gonna not including the ones that aren't take, cataloged. Like, a test or get some sort of certification. Yeah, because you can't just run a library. I wonder if we could like get some kind of protections as a result. You know. But that's yeah. so cool books uh, man i know Wait, i know no that can't be it has to be more than that a thousand that's a lot of books oh, some people have a lot of books like what if you collect romance yeah novels? then you technically would count as a library the trashy romance novel yeah my library. my dead aunt uh, had like over a thousand uh garbage romance novels oh, my so grandma did too. she was such a exactly um, I did read to do a powerball number one uh it was of course written and drawn by Daniel Warren Johnson with art by or with colors by Mike Spicer um I, I was a little worried about this because thanks to Tiffany, I am a big Daniel Warren Johnson fan. <laughs> thanks for saying that. Right? It was your fault that I like his work. <laughs> your uh, insistence on his art from Extremity yeah. led me to buy you Wonder Woman Dead Earth mm -hmm. and then read it without you mm -hmm. and then fall in love with it and then do it on back issues. Um Danny Warren Johnson is the Mr. Rogers of comics right now. Um, and he's, he's dope as fuck. Uh, he's such a nice person. Such a quiet, kind man. Um, but uh, I was worried about this because I don't give a shit about wrestling. Like, at all. I couldn't care and, less. But he did say. And he said, you don't need to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this. Like, to get into it, <laughs> to read it, to enjoy it. And it is, in every way, a love letter to Japanese wrestling. Okay. That's specifically to that. Okay. That kind of wrestling. There's a there's an afterword at the end where he talks about how his daughter uh was um like at, past the point of her um infancy. Mm -hmm. She couldn't sleep without crying. And so oh. the the he and his wife like split up four hour blocks of like watching her and taking care of her. And uh he threw on some insane Japanese wrestling thing that has a name. I'm sorry. And, uh, and he got sucked in immediately. And this is the result. Just do a power bomb. <laughs> now, if you like Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer's combos, 
you're going to love this book because it is everything you enjoy. Beta Ray Bill, Wonder Woman, Dead Earth, Extremity, mm -hmm. uh, Murder Falcon, all that stuff. But uh, it is so... Uh, it, it it's so quick and engaging and the, and you could tell if you ever watch him, Daniel Warren Johnson has a great YouTube channel that you can watch on Fridays. He streams and you can watch his art like get produced, which is something I definitely recommend you do in person. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's about, it, it's about a family whose uh, matriarch is a pro wrestler and she is like beloved and a hero to her fans. And, and uh, she faces against this masked uh, anti, you know, like this villain character in the in in the in the story in the narrative, and uh, and he fucks up and he kills her by accident. And, oh my gosh! Yeah, leaving her husband and young daughter, and of course the story is actually about her daughter Lona, uh, ascending and becoming a pro wrestler herself, much to the chagrin of her father, who's like, "This killed my wife and your mother, and I don't want you to have anything to do with it." And uh, and it's really it's just very engaging and it's really fun and it is very much a like love letter to pro wrestling. You can tell like I mean, but you could tell that in the stuff like Beta Ray Bill where he would do like suplexes on Surter and stuff. Right, like, right, right. Yeah, but uh, but you know it's just the same standard fare you'd expect from like from Johnson and Spicer. Great pencils and inks, really visceral and uh, and down and dirty. Spicer's colors give it that bombastic splash that you need for a book like this that is just all color and, and, and flash. Totally worth checking out, at least the first issue. I, I genuinely, I, I think it's a mini series and I'm, I'm, yeah, it's seven issues and I'm really glad of it because I don't, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not interested anymore in like indie comic book creators who are like, I'm doing a universe. And the only thing that's going to stop this story from, from the only thing that's going to, yeah, stop the story is people not buying it anymore. I'm just like, just tell the damn story. Right. In the amount of time it takes, no more, no less. Uh -huh. Hell, you know what? Put a number on it. No one's going to be mad if you add two more issues to it, but like put a number on it so it limits you and gives you the focus you need to tell the damn story. Right, right, right. It sounds like I'm annoyed. I'm not. I, I love this. And I, I you know, I, I don't love it as much as the last two. Because I'm more invested in like Beta Ray Bill's yeah. journey and the Marvel Universe. And I'm more interested in seeing like an alternate take on Wonder Woman. But it's got all the things I like. And yes, it is inexorably, intricately connected okay. to the to the world of Japanese pro wrestling. I maybe I'll check this out. I think I, you will. I'm I think not, you're and I think you'll like it. I'm not a wrestling fan. No. Um, but I do I get it. I get why people like it. It's mm -hmm. the same reason why people used to watch soap operas. Right. You know it, I mean? it is like, it is straight up a soap opera. I mean, but like that's you know what the fandom's fandom. Like you love what you love mm -hmm. and like no one should make you feel bad. About well, comics that. are a soap opera. Well, so no, like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, like when you think about it, you know, there's like the stereotype of like, you know, nerds getting their asses kicked by people who like sports, right? right? The fact is, like, we're all fans of something. Exactly. And like we all celebrate it in like similar ways, you know, like we cheer for our heroes and like and boo our villains. And boo our villains. And like they do the same. Like you you cheer for your team and you boo the villainous other team. Like yeah. it's just we gotta find that medium. And I think we've gotten much further along. Yeah, um absolutely. But of like, you know, just you know, embracing the fact that like we all have passions for things. And even if I don't understand what it is you're passionate about, I can understand your passion. Yeah. Just in general. Absolutely. By the way, it looks like April and Genius actually comes out June 29th. Oh, great. Number two? Yeah. Well shit. So then there you go. So if anybody did have spoilers for it, they read it without uh, having access to it. Do that. 
Um, how'd, you, how'd you do yours? How'd you do yours? And why, why, why don't Marvel and DC send us books? Um, or, you know what I take? You know what? Image, I think, actually probably did send it. And I didn't look at that email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, great. Maybe we'll review next I get, week. I get those emails. That's I, right. Yeah, Image does send books. Yeah. But Marvel do. and DC? I, I have one more, by the way. Great. Um, then let's do it after Tom. Sal Rorschach also gave me nightmares after I read it, but it was an amazing book. Thanks for the push to read it. I had bought it months ago. That was me too. I bought it and I was like, okay, well, I'll get to this eventually. And then uh, I don't know what happened. And I was just like, I need to talk about Rorschach. And then I read it and I loved it. And it did give me nightmares. And I was like, all right, fine. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it, I'm glad it reached you. Here it is. That's right. X-Men Red. We're going to talk about X-Men Red. Um, Number three. We have to talk about Yeah, this. somebody mentioned, is this Russell Datterman's cover? Let's talk about uh, Maybe. I think they. I think it is because they were like, whoa! It's written by Al Ewing with art by Stefano Caselli. Yes. Um, this was the book that I was like, you know, hang on, let me tell you who the cover's by. I can, I can, I can, I can do that. I yeah. can handle that. I think can't you... I? No, I can't. No. But uh, apparently I cannot. Matt Wilson. No, that's the colorist for the cover. I, I don't know. Well, in any case... Um, All that matters. Do you want to talk about the context for this series? Because I remember you were like. So this for me, it was a series that I was like, kind of like, meh on, and like not for any particular reason. I don't. I can't really tell you what it was. But I like Al Ewing's writing. I really yeah. Do. You love Sword. Is that book I, over? Yeah, it is done. If you want, if you want more of Ewing, you got to go here because he's basically picking up where he left off there, except we're adding in another element, right? So you're still getting the Sword stuff. However, we are full on. Abigail Brand is a villain. Hmm. so we're going that route and i'm like damn that you know what and i would normally be like boo, boo. but you know what the story is really compelling <laughs> so i'm like let's well it wasn't she always a villain at some point or but, another you know what though there just seems to be something about the power couple of abigail branded beasts they're just like nah fam yeah put them in the sun um and then don't resurrect them I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess you could though hmm. But and then maybe make them less crappy. Like yeah. they need to kill Beast and then just be like, okay, yeah, they need just, to kill just, Beast. Let's just fix a couple things. They really bring him back. Uh, this is free of charge. Kill Beast, and when you resurrect him, learn that it was Dark Beast the whole time. Well, they could do that now because the waiting room exists. Like, yeah, you can see that real Beast is there. Yes, like establish that real Henry McCoy has been dead, or at the very least, he's. Yeah, he's been dead. The Dark Beast killed him. Mm -hmm. And that when you resurrect real Henry McCoy, he's blue. He looks like he did from Jim Lee. And he's happy and funny. Please. He's also, that would that'd be so cool because he's less smart than he was because he has he's missing that gap in education. Sure. So he could be not a super genius or he's a close, he, he has to catch up. Yeah. So he's always reading yeah, and he's always studying. Thing. You know, oh, so anyway, sorry. But um, so I was kind of like eh, on this book, right? Like yeah. I, I liked some of it, but, uh, you know, they're really, you know, they're bringing in like, you know, um, Warpath and um, no, right? no, uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbird. Oh, my gosh. Why? Well, because Warpath was Thunder, basically because they replaced Thunderbird with Warpath for the last 50 years. Right. Well, I wanted to call him Proudstar because that's what they refer to him as. I'm like, no, use his mutant name. And then I was like, my brain's like, I don't know this. Except John Proudstar hated the name Thunderbird well, and would they, never they call him. They call him Proudstar. Well, that's, right. that's what they, Good. Like, more people refer to him. That's as. what his name should be. Here. Um, I dropped my hair band. There's three more over okay. there. 
That's okay. I don't even need it. I no. don't even need it. Like we're, I said, there's, doing there's literally four of them over there. Um, so we've got like cables involved with this, right? Because cable was part of sword, right? We yes. got the whole sword team. We've introduced new people to the sword team, right? Um, Vulcan's part of the sword team, and right. Abigail Brand's playing Vulcan to get him a seat on Arako's council, right? Yes. She wants to do that. She's like, You're gonna kill Tarn because everyone hates Tarn. When you do that, you'll get like the crappiest seat. But hey, you know what? I'll have my foot in the door, right? Yes. So we got all that going on. I'm like, all right, cool machinations, whatever, right? But then you have this other part of the story, which is about Magneto. And I got to tell you, that for me is why I'm like... Why you're still reading the book. No, I mean, like, I probably would be no matter what. But I'm like, Ewing, you can do whatever you want to any of those other characters because, like, I don't know what you're doing with this, but I really like it. Mm -hmm. There's something there. There's something the way he's writing Magneto's, like, journey on Araco that I'm like, I'm here for it, right? Yeah. But, like, essentially this book starts off with, like, Cable gets, like, resurrected. And I kind of dig these, like, several panels here where we see, like, Nathan, Dayspring, Akani-san, Summers, and then Professor X says aloud, Cable, as they resurrect. Mm, these are all died. of you, yeah. Yeah, and so they bring him back. And um, immediately Proudstar shows up. And um, I kind of dig the threads, by the way. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, Proudstar gives him a really hard time. He's like, hey, you know, you and we got, like, something to finish up because they had a fight up beyond the stars and um hope's like oh do you want me to like should we you know not let this happen he's like no it's fine i'm gonna take this i'll take this call they go outside and then um cable uses his new stealth arm because don't forget if you get resurrected and you have notes they'll, right. they'll fix things for you they'll change right did they th- have they gotten rid of his uh no, he like... has to have it to balance out his powers <sighs> right yeah so keep he him in check. needs it and so he needs to have the right amount of it. And last time Ag- Abigail Brand triggered it so that it would like overreact so she could learn more information about it. And yeah. so that like these other beings could also learn more mm-hmm. about it. Um, they should just so look they, in and change it. They fixed it. Yeah, they could they could probably tinker with his powers too. But I'm, I'm not sure if he's feeling about that, right? Yeah. Um, How he feels about that. So anyway, turns out Proudstar and he like he uses his arm, which basically creates a cone of silence over them. Okay. And like plays back like a... Um, hologram of like proud video call screaming at um cable like yeah there and he has a conversation with proud star um about how they're like okay so abigail brand clearly this is a problem manifold yeah they're also their manifold left the team right at the like last issue it was like okay. i'm off the team right, right and cool. they're like i'm like okay cool so <laughs> you're not all like just drinking the kool-aid here you're like this is there's something going there's on. something going on here cable's like mm-hmm Mm-hmm. so they're like all in on that right meanwhile yeah. storm goes to abigail and is like you're gonna have vulcan fight tarn tarn can like destroy you with his mind he's like he's, he's, he's the bleh. he has the ability to like turn your powers off right which is what he did to storm and then storm just stabbed him uh-huh. basically and like he yielded yeah um she's like what are you up to and she's like what do you want am i up to she's like there's <laughs> no way that vulcan thought to himself i'm gonna go after this seat because that is literally the lowest level seat in the council and has mm-hmm. the least amount of clout yeah, that is not what Vulcan's all about. She's like, she would have gone. She would. He would have gone after Iska the Unbeaten or me. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Like, so there's no way he thought of this on his own. No. And she's like, Oh, then who's pulling the strings? Right. So like, but like, Storm realizes it's Abigail, right? Like, yeah. she knows that. Um. But like, at the end of the day, Abigail's like, but you know what? The fact is, like, Tarn is a real thorn in everyone's side, and like, he basically symbolizes like a loss and a like, you know time for the people of Araco okay. that they don't appreciate they hate sarn yeah but like he's there and he's one of them and like he can only be just deposed by dying basically uh-huh um but you can't you can't kill him. you can't kill him um and he really goes against everything that the iraqi people believe in yes so she's like 
if he kills him, he'll be a hero. He'll be a martyr. Yeah. No, no, no. If if Vulcan kills Tar, oh, then he'll become a he'll hero. be a hero. Yeah. And like he'll be treated like royalty. And shouldn't someone be treated like that? Mm-hmm. Storm and Storm's like okay. okay. So she just leaves and like this is where I'm just like okay. So we're just going full like villain vibes on Abigail. It also very much fits with her, but like she goes like meeting adjourned because she just leaves. She's like mm-hmm. all right, Aurora. Like I- I'll see you in the audience. Right. I'm like okay. So we're going that route. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Storm's like you know what? Like if he gets put uh, like there, like if he defeats Tarn, then he'll be put there. But he's going to be thought of like as like this hero and such. And that's going to like what if that happens? Right. And um, Kingfisher. Fisher yes. King, which which way is it? I can't I, remember. I think it's Kingfisher, right? Fisher King. Fisher King. All right. Fisher King is there, and he's like, "There's like no way the Tarn can like be de- destroyed by this kid." And they're like, "He's like, but if that happens, yeah, that like that'd be great. Would change things, yeah, for sure. Of course, and I don't know what's gonna do for you." Hmm. And then like Dacosta's there, and is like, you know, maybe someone else should challenge him. Like you know, like Aurora, like it really should have been you. You should have killed him. She's like, I'm not going to do that. Like that would that that would um, lessen me okay as sure a person she's mm-hmm. like i'm not doing that um and he's like yeah well you know like i guess someone else could challenge him and he's like taking a drink and he's like but i've heard it really should be an omega level mutant yeah glance at, at magneto right he's like no <laughs> that's not what i came here for you think that's a good idea if i have another person from krakoa on that council and he yeah like he really reads down like the reasons why he shouldn't do this he's like you know charles asked me to try to do something yeah and like it worked and then it didn't right and, the like, last I don't, time yeah i don't want to do this again you mm-hmm. know and i don't think it's right okay and then like DaCosta gives him like a hard time about it and he's just like you know you there's a difference between like what you should do and what you need to do mm. or like, <laughs> what you want to do and what you should do so um anyway they leave it at like magneto being like yeah i'm not gonna do that i believe he uh, uh DaCosta also calls him headmaster and he's like huh. dude don't mm-hmm. don't right so we cut to like the big day. Like it is literally treated like it's a huge event. Tarn versus now Tarn has been going up by uh, against a lot of people lately. After Storm defeated him, more people felt like there was blood in the water. Uh-huh. But Tarn didn't play with them anymore. He just killed them outright. Right. Like he was like, oh no no no, I lost. No. Yeah. That's not happening again. Cool. Right. So like he just kills people immediately. So it's like that's probably gonna happen to Vulcan, right? Yeah. Secretly, Brand had Vulcan working with Mentalo to like teach him how to do something very specific. Mm-hmm. And so basically they come to the fight. We see the big eyeball thing that we saw in the other, um, the uh, Spurrier yes. book. Um, and um, in the audience are our X-Men red characters, right? The, right. Like the Brotherhood of Araco characters. So like Storm is talking um, with Cora of the Burning Heart who replaced, um, what's his name? Uh, Fabian Cortez. On, yes. On, on, C- or she, on yeah. Sword, yeah. Yeah, on Sword um but she's not really i don't know if she's really working for them anymore but she misses being useful because she's not really useful on araco people don't want their powers to be enhanced they want to you know it's with their own strength yeah they must yeah, win. yeah so basically she's going to be brought to the team presumably okay um da costa like is hanging out um with iska mm-hmm. he's like hello <laughs> what have we here right right kind of move the battle begins Tarn and he immediately turn off one another's powers because he learned how to do that. Vulcan was able to utilize, you learn how to use his powers to turn off Tarn's power. Yeah. Tarn turned off his powers and then they just beat like each other. Okay, cool. Right. And like, it's really going Vulcan's way for a while. He's beating the hell out of Tarn. Mm. And like, you know, he's like, how could you match my fire Tarn? And then Tarn just goes face tentacles <laughs> because he's got those things hanging out and the face tentacle grabs his arm and mm-hmm. pulls it. And uh-huh. then he just beats the hell out of him and kills him. 
presumably okay. he's like beaten into the ground right yeah. he's just like he's like what now what now everybody what now who will face me right and then off magneto off panels <laughs> i will yeah and there was this dope panel of magneto like coming down like in his classic magneto costume with the helmet floating yes. beside him and he's just like what's up he's like i really didn't want to do this but like sometimes you got to do what you don't want to do like right. i just wanted to relax and not have to do this but like here i am because you're a problem yeah i helped make this world i literally crafted this world <laughs> yeah and you're a blemish on it mm -hmm. and that's gotta go okay um so like tarn immediately like it's poor timing because tarn's powers are returning yeah and that's when DaCosta goes like he's having a conversation with this guy and it's very flirtatious where he's like he's like so you're really unbeaten she's like yeah and he's like e like i am too because like, even when i lose like i still win mm -hmm. and she's like what, what does that mean what, what does that even mean i'm like okay you two go go get your room right you're gonna be fine that is not what is happening because like it's good like inevitably it's like oh it's really poor timing for this guy's part like for magneto's part because like he tarn just got his powers back so i guess that's it for magneto yeah. right like Degas like yeah about that and he looks at her and goes i bet tarn will win hmm so he just wagered with Iska, the unbeaten, that Tarn would win. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, this is so freaking clever. They just like, and like she immediately is like, this oh, isn't no. right. <laughs> this is not right. Like, even if he's a dick, like, mm -hmm. this is not how it's supposed to be. Oh, well, like, you can't is. just use my powers like that. And yeah. they do. But like, so basically she's like, no, this is a challenge because like, you know, he, you know, oh, what is it? Because oh, he insults me. Like, mm -hmm. it's a challenge. And like the big eye things, like, no 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 challenge here yeah anyway so the fight basically begins magneto's got his helmet like floating above tarn's head mm -hmm. right the fight begins he just drops the helmet onto him because his powers are like telepathic or like tele whatever oh right so it blocks his telepathy his telepath from the inside <sighs> so he can't do anything and then he's just like so anyway and like tarn's like not like this <laughs> basically and he just crushes his head with it yep and like i love this image of magneto floating over him just yeah. being like cool magneto sits at the seat of loss that's the seat he claims nice. I was like, oh that's so perfect for him yep so i'm on board for this book mm -hmm. this this issue sold me tip the scales this totally tipped the scales i am a full supporter of x-men red and i can't wait to see more of what's going on threads are coming together good um I think we're going to reveal that somehow Abigail wanted this to happen. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I appreciate that there's like a little cadre of like individuals who are like, mm, we know something's up. Yeah. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this issue quite a bit. Uh, Magneto is boss yep. in this issue. As he should Absolutely. be. Absolutely. Um, there's just something about the way that Magneto can be written at some times where he's just like, he's saddled with his amount of power. Right, he's, he wants he's the best for his people. Reluctant. But... He's reluctant at times, but he also has like, he's, He's older. He's seen it all. And he's just like, it never works out. And right. like, I just don't, I'm not going to be a part of it anymore. But he recognizes that he always has a role to play. Yep. And he has a responsibility. Right. And so he has to step up. And like, even with this, like, you know, Storm being like, it would lessen me as a person to kill Tarn. Yeah. She's like, and it would lessen you as well, Eric. He's like, I really don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't think about he's that. He's like, I have no problem with having Tarn's blood on my hands. Right. Yeah. Because that's the role I Well, play. also, we can just resurrect them. It doesn't mean anything. Well, we're not going to. Well, I don't know. <laughs> with the, no, they probably won't. Oh, also, oh my gosh. Okay, I'd be really remiss to not mention how well um, Ewing writes the sequence when they're having the conversation with like Storm and and um, Fisher King and DaCosta with a Magneto. And it's just this beautiful nine panel grid. You've mm -hmm. seen it all before, but it's well-earned in this situation because it's just Magneto talking about 
Krakoa in general, right? And talking about his daughter, Wanda, and how, like, she, like, Charles and I created, like, our, like, island, our, our earth, basically. Yeah. And she created our heaven. Mm. Right? Where, like, now, like, we, you know, can resurrect even those who... Who have been lost. Yeah, who have been lost. Or maybe their ex-gene hasn't manifested yet. Mm. We, can man- we can save them now as well, right? Yeah. And he's like, but, like, she's not my first child yeah like i had a first child and mm-hmm. so he brings up anya and yeah. he's like she didn't have the x gene and so she's lost forever yeah and so like my heaven is my hell mm-hmm. and i was like oh, oh cool it's just really well written it's really well done and like ewing just gets magneto and like as much as i really liked him writing for sword now i'm like feel free to just write a magneto mini yeah i'm okay with that i'd be okay with al ewing just writing him being on a racco i kind of wanted him to stay out there like in the waste yeah because like fisher king even says he's like no man like you've made your home here and you did it our way right like you've embraced who we are as people and so like you are one of us now and you should it's fine you should have a seat there kill tar right please kill tar okay cool <laughs> <laughs> that's great so now i'm like what's gonna happen to those vile loci mm. like those bestial things that he basically created and manipulated by stealing powers right? and genetics from other people it's oh, like a sinister will take those oh no he can't have those he can't have he he really has some of their DNA he stole it yeah so he does not need all of them that's fair but I didn't mean to go in so no it's great issue but like this issue I was like wow like I really enjoyed this one and I was like you know what I'm in I'm (laughs) here I'm here to read more X-Men Red now nice uh cat lawyer will defend for treats this is all (laughs) I ever wanted to see from DWJ the art is so good I would love to see him tackle more things just he just loves 90s cartoons mad max recommend the wrestler the wrestler series if they like this um okay thank you and yeah man i would love to see more of like daniel warren johnson just getting properties just he, he's excited about yeah uh joshua link x-men red number three is my favorite single issue of any comic in 2022 thus far what a time to be a magneto fan can't argue with that yeah absolutely uh, Juwan Fincher, uh, what's up with Cyclops right now? Is he dead? No, he's pretending to be dead because somebody, too many people saw him die. He is Captain Krakoa, a character they invented. Yes. But that will be revealed, I'm sure, to be bullshit. Yeah, because they basically use their um, powers to make the idea go away. Yeah. That, like, that there was a resurrection protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, but he had already revealed himself as Captain Krakoa. Mm-hmm. Which is like... I mean, I kind of like it because it also forces Cyclops to kind of take a backseat in a yeah. way. Like he's just there as another character. Exactly. Um, and allows some of the other X-Men to step forward in a more of a leadership role. Yeah. So I think that's kind of cool. I think that the Captain Krakoa thing will be revealed in uh, Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, probably. The events will be like, knock it off. So let's recommend some comics that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Uh, I'm very excited because it's a huge X-Men week. So if you have no money, uh, fuck. Well, and again, a lot of this is coming back because of whatever delays, paper shortages, paper prices, whatever delays happen that kind of mixed up the calendar of like books that were supposed to come out. I think we're kind of still catching up a little bit here. Um, Right. But uh, obviously I got to pet Nightwing number 93 is coming out. Uh, Great series. So I'm really excited for more Nightwing. Um, Amazing Spider-Man number four is coming out. This is kind of good. This is going to be a really big issue, Mm -hmm. I think. For a lot of people, uh, at the very least, in terms of like, where are we going with this? What do we feel about this? Two more issues, and then you'll have a trade paperback. So like, we're not done, mm-hmm. but it'll be a, a we we are past the halfway mark. Um, Batman Superman World's Finest number four is the greatest book from DC uh, as far as Superman Batman are concerned that you're not reading. 
Uh, so you should. It's a great series. It's set in the past. It's Mark, Mark Way, Dan Mora. Read this book. It's just so good. Uh, Batman the Night number six is another series that I need to pick more up. Uh, uh, I need to catch up on the series. And I said, I said that last time, but uh, I, I, I uh, clearly didn't mean it because I didn't do that. But uh, I'm excited for more. Um, and I know that, the, the you know, Zdarsky's happy to write it. So it's good stuff. Uh, Moon Knight number 12 is coming out. I know we said we were going to talk about X-Men there, that what was coming out, but Moon Knight number 12 is coming out by, uh, Jed Bacay and, uh, I guess Capuccio still on art. I that's, can't that's see the covers, here, but yeah. like, yeah, let's go for that. That's what it looks like. Super tiny to me. And it it's was, true. Yeah, it was dope. Um, I like this series and I will continue to read it. X-Men number 12 is coming out. It's got a great book. Buy this book. Yep. It's just it's so good. Um, they're currently on the like, um, gambling planet thing. yeah that was a really uh, great issue i cannot wait to see how this turns out i am wondering if this issue is going to start like do one of those like here's what happens where we ended up and, and then like, let's go back yeah yeah um we'll see i'm, I'm excited to see where this where this goes mm-hmm. new mutants number 26 is coming out so now we've got two x-men titles coming out immortal x-men number three will be coming out and knights of x number four or number three will be coming out i want to say four because i was holding four fingers up mm-hmm. um so you got four titles we haven't gotten further down yet so i don't know if there's more mm-hmm. um at least coming out from there and i will be picking up um probably all of those so I, really, <laughs> I do like all of them yeah quite a bit especially knights of x that's just so up my alley but i get if someone drops that one this week i totally understand that if you're like you know what there's too many things coming out that i want to read yeah um I got to give it up for something is killing the children. Number 24, uh, the silver corn number 11. You can check that out as well. Did you already say black Adam number one's coming out? Nope. Cause black Adam number one is coming out. Um, if it's character you're interested in, these are the things we want to tell you about folks that they're coming out. You can check that out as That's well. Right. Um, I guess next week will also, will that be, no, it'll be the following week yes. that the 8 billion G's. I was like, no, I should say that. No, yeah. Um, a lot of people were asking about since DC had done the Pride book, if Marvel was doing anything for that. They're doing Marvel Voices Pride number one. So that'll be coming out this week. So if you're looking for that, I think it's going to be a similar anthology like what uh, DC did, but yes. with Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're looking for that, it is coming out this week. Yep. Uh, Bloodstained Teeth is a book that I was reading and I definitely didn't read issue two. So I don't know if issue three is going to be any good. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't remember that coming out, but I feel like I remember saying it. Yes. What's happening? Time yeah. is weird. No. And, and you, you haven't had a lot of time to yourself. Cause like we only find them in the dead is also almost a, towards the last issue. Oh yeah. Uh, wow. Our... That cover is so drastically different than all of them. I, I didn't know. like my, my eyes completely glanced over it as being. Yeah, no, I, that's why I like color, it, I like, like the I don't color palette it. of it. Yeah. Very different. Uh, I think that I think that's it. There probably will be other things if you know I can find them later on when my have. No, that's yeah. it. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going to say Oh, no, more. that's it. Well, there you have it, everybody. We want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Don't forget to follow Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop. Hang on real quick. When I said next week, I meant this week. This I'm, week. I'm this sorry. is coming out Tuesday I, and Wednesday. So Yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about them next week. My brain works weird, everybody. It's just, it works. I don't mean next week. I mean yeah, this week. This week. Tuesday and Wednesday. That's right. All my books are coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> but we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course, don't forget to uh, subscribe to this channel. It helps us out in a big, bad, bad way. But we want to thank our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. And we'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Don't forget to check out more shows here on this channel. And, of course, over on YouTube.com slash Pop to watch back issues and our shorts. And, uh, yeah, Tiffany on uh, Twitch. And we'll see you guys then. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Bye.